0: friend welcome to emotional support
1: (laughs) this is unbelievable i'm so excited to be here thank you for having me
0: you're here with a real life celebrity it's crazy
1: I am here with a v- <laughs> very real blue verified check mark on Instagram, and I am extremely excited. I have to
0: say, I'm very jealous of you because you have that blue verified check mark on TikTok, um, something that I am not um, allowed to get. I-, I guess I'm allowed to get it, but I don't know how to get it, so that's my problem.
1: Well, maybe we could just you know do a little swaparoo at some point. I don't know. We're both we both have what each other wants, right?
0: I listen the beauty, the brains, everything. You've got uh-huh. it all, honey. You've got the height. You've got everything. You have it.
1: I have you to have say it.
0: one thing. I was really excited because, but we met on an audio app, which is crazy. Um, it's and crazy. The fact that uh, there's a few, it is people, crazy. It, it's really wild. And there's a, a few people actually that have been on the podcast that I met, um, right. through this app and you are one of the only ones that I've actually met in person, which is weird because I feel like such a connection to certain people. For instance, our mutual friend, Barrett Letty, right? So I, I, we will get into how we all met on this on this app, but Barrett's another person who has been on the podcast, who I've interviewed. I feel like I talk to Barrett all the time and I have literally never met him in person, yet I feel like I know him on such Same. a close level. It's like sickening. But
1: you've met Barrett. I I feel like I know you on such a close level. It's sickening too. <laughs> I met you when I was in LA. You, 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 and your fantastic hubby Sturgis yes. were kind yeah. enough to come to uh, a show I did in LA yeah. uh, when I was there over the summer. And then you also gave me a ride after, yes. and I got to see your hood. And we were your LA awesome.
0: parents. We had to make I, sure. I, I really that you did got feel like safe.
1: <laughs> I did feel like you were. Not quite parents, but like an older sister in a way, oh. like a cousin. Oh, I'll aunt. take that.
0: I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, the faraway yeah. cousin but, from the other side of, but, of the hill.
1: <laughs> but, but Sturgis was the daddy, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, He's always a daddy. He gave yeah. me daddy vibes. He was, you know, driving, you know, looking behind, making sure everybody was safe, or seatbelts were fastened. and Sturgis alert. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's so weird that you haven't met some of these people, or these people in real life, because I... I did meet Barrett. We uh, we got together earlier in the summer, and I met you and Maddie Zima yeah. when I was in LA, and it's just crazy. I hope we can all get together at some point. So,
0: for everyone who's wanting to know who is Matt friend? We're going to get into that, but I want to first let everyone know who we met because the way we met is everyone knows. I think I talk about Howard Stern, every single episode of emotional support. I see the book in the background of Matt's house. Of course, Howard Stern comes again. And this is the best part of the show is that he is about to put the wig on and Howard is amongst us right now. Howard Stern, welcome to the show.
1: You know, I got to tell you. You know, this is nuts to me because <laughs> the fact that you're taking time out of your own show to promote my show and me is just—it's—it's it, it's fucking crazy. Let me tell you, I would you, never it's do that uh, on my show. I would never take. A minute, or even thirty seconds, to just say, oh, "You know who's the greatest host? Someone that's not me. I'm too much. I'm too crazy to do that. That's nuts. You're fucking out of your mind, Al Jesus.
0: I'm I'm what stuck. Are you in, doing? I'm stuck in terrestrial radio. Ah, what can I say? I'm a podcaster. I know. Well,
1: you know, you know, podcasting. They, they say it's the new thing. So I'm, I'm excited to try it out with you today. <laughs> Jesus. Listen,
0: I'm very excited to be, you know, having you as a guest. Um, it's a big deal for you to come on a podcast, and you are very open, and you talk all about mental I hate health po- all the time. I, I fucking
1: hate. Podcast, you hate I can't podcasts, stand podcast.
0: You love mental health and you love therapy, and that is what I do, this show I do. is about.
1: I do love mental health, as you know. I'm big. I'm big with TM transcendental. I can't talk about it enough. I do it twice a day, we love twenty it. minutes. Transcendental meditation. Hey, honest to God, this is what has saved my life and psychotherapy years and years. Of yep. And yeah. I talk about. The, I talk about all this in my book, right behind me. Howard, Howard Stern comes, comes again. From. How yeah. much of a psycho I was when I was younger? It's not.
0: Yeah. It's and I crazy. evolved as
1: a person. And that's what we talk about here today, right? No, and
0: that's exactly what we're talking about. So as everyone can hear right now with Howard Stern here, this is exactly how Matt Friend and I met.
1: Uh (laughs) By the way, for all those listening, I'm I'm sorry to to cut you off, but this Matt Friend guy is a psychopath. You love him. He talked about psychotherapy. He needs it. He spent a year and a half doing an impression of me, and it sounds nothing like me. It's terrible. What's he doing? I just Ah. can't
0: wait for the day that the actual Howard Stern has you on the show. And that's going to be the best part. But this was so wild because (laughs) I literally get on this app. I was so bored. I was like in the bath. I was like, what is this thing? I'm randomly going to download it. It was so stupid. And then I come into this like room and it was like Howard Stern on blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I'm going to listen to this. And then you can, you know, raise your hand and you can have these communications and conversations. Right. And I knew that it was an impersonator. personator. I, I, I was totally aware of that. Like, <laughs> even though I, you were, no, I. to your credit, you were fucking brilliant in it. But I knew this because I know my Howard and I know Howard would never in a right. million years right. be on an app this. at three in the morning, okay, when he has a show hey. to do, like.
1: Hey, the 23-year-old Howard might have taken advantage of it if if he were coming up at the same
0: time I am. 23-year-old Howard, 150% would have, 150%. Um, But I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. This is the coolest thing that's ever happened. And I remember Sturgis being next to me, and I was literally, as a super fan, I was saying, Every one-liner. I was talking about high-pitch Eric. I was po- talking about Tan Mom. I was talking about you know the producers JD and Memet Walker and like all of these people. Memet, my boy Memet. You're a boy Memet, and you were literally giving it back every single time. I was peeing my pants. Come to like this, like our conversation, then the next night, then someone comes on and starts impersonating Robin, who was Barrett Letty. And oh, it was- Howard, you're yeah. hysterical. Uh, Howard. Um, and we like thought it would be really funny to do a show where I would, right. you know, wrangle you like little clowns together and actually be the voice of reason, but do an interview show on right. this app, and it blew up. I mean, Matt, it really blew up. We got huge celebrities on. Not only that, we interviewed. We interviewed the founder of the app. We <laughs> we got like in a lot a lot of trouble with people because we were calling them out, and they thought that we you were the real Howard Stern, the real and, Robin, and I was Alessandra Torrissani, just like interviewing you guys.
1: And isn't that what the young Howard would have wanted? You know, us getting in trouble. Yeah. You got to keep it true to Howard, right? If you're going to do Howard, you got to make it controversial or else what? what's the point? Controversial. But yes.
0: We had great we people, we- and I was trying to remember the other day. We we had the infamous uh, Drake Bell, um, which I talked about on Barrett Letty's episode. So everyone should go back and listen to that. Um, Drake got in a little trouble. He's a Nickelodeon star, but he was not in trouble at the time. Um, but that was loads of fun that we had with him. Um, who we else did. did we have that joined us?
1: We had, I mean, Charlie Puth came on. <gasps> oh my God, uh, that's right. Um, who else? There was. Um, uh, uh Tori Spelling. Oh yeah, uh, I Tori talked, Spelling we going for a long
0: time. She was um, great.
1: There was Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator guy. Yes. <gasps> um there was uh uh I mean Tim Dillon, the comedian. Um
0: we had a lot of comedians uh, uh, Maz that came
1: Jabroni. on.
0: Maz Jabroni, yeah, there, right. there was
1: also there was also um uh okay, well, there was a little bit of an incident with Lindsay Lohan where Okay.
0: So maybe we could do, you know, a little teaser of what happened with Lindsay, because people had then reached out to Matt and said, "Um, it's, a, you know, like these, like, I hate these trolls that stay behind their keyboards, like these right. keyboard trolls. And they're like, right. Hey, it's probably not a good idea for you to be doing this impersonation because real life celebrities like think that you're real. And like, it's not cool. It's like, get, catch a fucking honestly, joke.
1: I'm flattered. I'm flattered that I'm that vocally accurate in the minds Thank of these you. people. Thank you. Yes.
0: So, Lindsay, I'm doing my came job And uh, what was it exactly that happened? Would you like to do it as Howard?
1: She's she's, she's great. Honestly, what happened was there was some room, and then uh, and then somebody, the host of the room, asked without naming what the app is or mm-hmm. explaining how it works, but uh, asked me to join and ask a question in right. character. So I didn't really know what the room was, and then I was like. So Lindsay Lohan, I got to ask you: When did you first start getting into NFTs? Because this is a crazy thing. Hearing <laughs> Lindsay get in—it's—it does—it's not a topic I would associate your name or character with. I mean, it's this is fascinating to me. And then she was upset. She was like, "This isn't SNL," and she yeah, thought she's like, I was this isn't white.
0: SNL. <laughs> And we're but like, look, no shit, it's not SNL, but this is the funniest thing that's ever happened.
1: <laughs> it was really funny. I would love to, uh, you know, one day if I ever do get to meet Lindsay again, yeah. uh, to, do it, to do it right. You know? Right, uh, right. Yeah. Right. And hopefully you're there.
0: Uh, listen, I, I hope I would be there. I don't I don't know if Lindsay uh would want me there, but that would be really funny. But there was a lot of but there were funny people because I remember oh also Paris Hilton had come on. Was- remember she was in there and she was like, uh I'm not gonna come up on stage because I don't know if this is right. a real person or no, not. And like There
1: were so many Yeah, there were a lot of other people though. I'm trying to think of all the, the all the other ones. I mean there were a lot of really famous People and it was that was just on. so
0: random and so funny and like it, it made was a great, crazy well yeah. we had baba booey we had gary delabate booey, who is right you know. know um howard's right hand man and he was listening yeah. and so it, it was really fun for us to kind it, of bond and and what a great way did. to kill time in covid
1: we, we were so early to that party and while the app is seemingly There's not, I don't really hear of anyone using this kind of app anymore, like a chat room, because we can be in person now talking to people. But uh, I'm so grateful that it happened because look at us, Al. Well, look 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 at at us, us Pals.
0: I mean, this is so much fun. Now, Matt, I have to say the cutest thing in the world is that you're from Chicago, which makes me so happy because that's where my mom's side of the family is from. But I think that the other cutest thing is, you know, When you talk about, you know, how you got into this, right? I mean, neither of your parents were in in the entertainment business. You know, they're not comedians. You know, your brother and sister are not comedians. But you started this by doing impersonations (laughs) when you were a kid. And it's so sweet to me because for me... I used to always listen to um, like Jim Carrey interviews, like especially on our favorite Howard. And he would talk about how he would throw himself down the stairs just to get his dad to laugh. And I would literally do anything I could for a laugh. And I would imitate Jim Carrey and Chris Farley. And People didn't understand like, what is this little peanut girl like imitating yeah. these strange bizarre weird guy things you know yep. and, but it's but it's how I created my personality it's how I created comedy it's how I I was able to really learn and absorb and feel like what works what doesn't work what's gonna get you the laugh and for you that was awesome powers yes. was it just was that the first character that you ever just came with was like oh my god whatever this person is like this is my that- dream.
1: No, that that was it. I mean, I like people talk about and uh, people talk about just like, yeah, how, how do you get into it? Like, you know, like, how do you start doing comedy or impressions? It wasn't something I was thinking about. Right. Like, it's it just and you're clearly the same way. It was just I was four years old literally watching this. I was very drawn to this. Th- there was this DVD cover like that when they made it into when there were DVDs back then, yeah. I was like the last generation probably to ever know what a DVD is. And it was like a bright yellow and orange cover with Austin Powers on it. I remember just like looking at it. Wow. I like, I literally have memories of just staring at this cover thinking, what is going on yeah. in this picture? There's this quirky British guy with the teeth and the weird outfit. And then finally my parents let me watch it. And I I was literally, I was just transfixed Some for some reason. I don't know why or what it was, but I watched it over and over and over and over again.
0: studied every Uh, little part of it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I studied every part of it. And all the way up from the spire show, I made a gold member. And I would just do like Fat Bastard and Gold Member (laughs) and Dr. Riebel. And I just remember like saying, what what was it? Like, oh my God, there was this one, the the Fat Bastard one where he was, or the Gold Member one where he's like ripping his skin off. (laughs) And like Fat Bastard smelling his own farts. Like my brother and I used to do this. Yeah. Like 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 fat bass. <laughs> You're not thinking about it. Yeah. You're 5 years old, 4 years old, and it's just funny. And then I would just start doing impressions of him and I would be like asking my parents and their friends, "Do I make you rant? Like do I make you Randy throw me a freaking bone here?" Yeah. 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 And uh and then that just led into like discovering other things I grew up with YouTube. So, right. uh that led to me just like obsessively watching every Johnny Carson clip that there now, ever was. That's every my question interview. for you.
0: You are an old time crooner, okay? You're like me. Yes. my favorite is Frankie Valli and the crooner. Four Seasons, and 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 Frank Sinatra. Those are my two favorites. I know you got yes. it behind you too. Like that is yes. literally my favorite. I felt Maybe. same as you, born in the wrong era, but that's okay. We're going to, like, yes. take with what we're we're given. But who <laughs> introduced you to Johnny Carson? Because that's very specific.
1: So with that, I, I don't think anyone introduced me to him. That I just found him somehow. Right. I mean, I think, well, so Frank Sinatra, actually my dad, definitely did. Like, he had, like, he would just, like, play him in the car. And I remember like, hearing this powerful voice. Right. And to me there's still not nothing will ever compare to it. I'm an impre- I do impressions, that's my main thing, but no one will ever be able to copy that. It's impossible no, somehow. It's I don't know why, but it's physically impossible. Yeah. Uh, um but uh, with Car- I just kind of found Carson. I can't actually tell you how. Actually, it first started I was looking at the Beatles performing on Ed Sullivan and I became mm. very fascinated with like those show business stories of like Jackie Mason giving a uh, the, the story that Ed Sullivan thought Jackie Mason gave him the finger and then he was banned from show business. My mom kind of explained to me that. And I would just watch like young George Carlin doing like his rhyming uh, bits on Ed Sullivan. And I would watch all these acts. I would watch like Bobby Darin do somewhere (laughs) beyond the sea. And I would just like, I would clone uh, these performances. Uh, And then that eventually led me into Carson and then finding SNL and then Obviously, like the newer stuff, like late night with Fallon, and right. uh, But the Carson stuff is just what I love. Like watching those, I've watched like the Don Rickles interviews over and over. It
0: wasn't Don Rickles, just the best.
1: Oh my god, the best. like unbelievable
0: the, the, the absolute best and i think that that's what's a special thing Wouldn't you have love to
1: just be shat on by him
0: I, I would love to do anything with him i have to be honest with you like let's go there matt
1: but Not I mean, for him to actually shit on you i mean like yeah.
0: no i know what you mean but it's like a specific like type of humor and a specific style of comedy that a lot of I won't say kids, but a lot of people of like the Gen Z generation, whatever, and younger aren't aware of. Um, And I think that that's why so many people... I will say of an older generation that's including myself are so fond of you and are so fond of your humor because you find that, that, that niche that we've, we haven't seen in a long time and someone imitating that it's like an old SNL vibe that people haven't had in a very long time.
1: Well, well, thank you. I mean, that's very, very sweet. That is sweet of you to say. I mean, I try to hit that, that sweet spot of, uh, You know if i'm performing i just did a show last night it was very young crowd and so i was doing young impressions and making it a current act but i also like to be able to do like howard stern or like jeff goldblum or like older celebrities and kind of like be able to do as many people as i can um but i think yeah i think just naturally i have kind of that like an old school an old tendencies and how it's, i it's in you. how i come off yeah yeah it's totally uh, in
0: you when you were younger and you would do these impersonations were you very popular in school because of it like people loved it or were no, you like total I mean, I, I, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> no i mean like i think uh i definitely was able to make people laugh like at, at overnight camp I, I was able to do that and then, yeah at school too um but it wasn't. It didn't really lead to popularity. I think maybe like in college, people were like, "Holy shit, like, that's this fun, is crazy!" Like what he's able, it's like to a do?
0: party trick. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, the party trick. I have, I have some a few different party trick impressions, which I can tell you about. Yeah, what's One a party trick impression? The, yeah, I, I'll tell you. But uh, but but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it. it uh, I don't think it necessarily led to popularity, but it is now yeah. thankfully.
0: It is now, but I mean, was it a way to kind of keep... I mean, it's funny because I know a lot of comedians are... And look, everyone is very different. For me, I was an only child, so me watching and impersonating and doing all of these different things that I would do, and and trying to imitate SNL and Molly Shannon yes. and Sherry O'Terry, like yes. it was kind of like a built-in friend for yes. me because I was an only child. But for you, right? You, so you're
1: saying you're saying they were your friends?
0: Yeah, like kind of like it was a way for me to entertain myself. You know?
1: No, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way. I literally have. Uh, thousands probably certainly hundreds definitely thousands of videos of myself on my like like my old home desktop computer on photo booth the oh app on the computer yeah. where you can record yourself doing like just recordings like sitting there alone like it's like it's yeah. kind of pathetic I'm just like sitting there it's like sitting there alone and I'm, I'm just like uh uh Uh, you've gotta get mad! I'm as mad as hell, I'm not gonna take this anymore! And I would just do, like, The Network, Howard Beale. I would be sitting in front of the computer and I would be like, do the entire You Got Trouble song from Music Man, and I'd be like, well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Well, you got trouble, my friend. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a bearded player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say it. I consider that the hours I spend with a cue in my hand are golden. Helps go to a horse set. I would do the entire song. Oh, I just do Family Guy and Stewie Griffin and Ray Donovan and Would you just perform figuring out- for
0: your siblings and for your parents?
1: Yes, yes. So I mean, I still do. So you were someone that like,
0: wanted to perform as well because I think that that's oh very God. different. A lot of people like no. to do the impersonations alone.
1: No, it's both. It's for, uh, for I me, was always... I,
0: it's like a hit, right? It's like you get no, so excited. Yeah.
1: I was always entertaining. I still am. I was at Thanksgiving just just cracking jokes. And that's where it starts, you know? like right. It starts... to make your parents laugh and your family laugh you think because you were an only i
0: mean because you were the baby you wanted the attention is this
1: (laughs) for sure yeah i I just saw actually nick kroll perform at carnegie hall oh wow Uh, I, i was there with my older sister and a lot of his material was on being the baby and entertaining and he's like i'm the baby so i've never gotten any of my family members a gift for their birthdays no my sister was like i my sister was like, "I saw you applauding, like, oh, 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 I agree, yes, yes." No, but but uh, for sure, the baby entertains, yes.
0: The baby yes. entertains, and the only child entertains. I don't know. I feel like I feel like everyone entertains, but I feel like it's something that you have to be born with because.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's a yeah. You're, it just it's a personality. I mean, it's just uh, Don Rickles said comedy is a personality, and I completely agree. Yeah, uh, it just—it just who you are.
0: Well, and I think it also separates you, you know. And it—it's—I it, find it to be really easy and really hard to find people that I am close to like as real friends because when you have a certain type of comedy right it can be a lot for people and sometimes it seems very egotistical and they're like oh my god here she goes again on her bit but there's something there that it's like well this is what brings me joy in my life so why wouldn't I try to make someone laugh and try to bring joy into their life you know I I don't know if, if that's just me but that's that's that's. Something that I always notice with comedians, people think sometimes it's like, "Oh my God, we get it!" Like there's a bit, you know, there's a joke. But but if I can make one person laugh, and just like someone else made me laugh, why wouldn't I want to do it?
1: I completely agree. I'm not sure if it relates really, but like people say, you know, you know, like when you when you want to get into comedy or acting or whatever, and I'm still really early on. Everybody's like, "Don't do it because you want to get famous or whatever," and and I agree. It's like I, when 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 I was four years old, I didn't know that what famous was. It's right. like I, I was just obsessed with this thing right. of like comedy and these, and just these people looking weird and making weird noises and gestures. Yeah. It's all about just wanting to make people laugh, and then like. And it leads to this other stuff. But at the yeah.
0: end of the day, I have a problem with people that go, you know, oh, I mean, maybe it's too mean for me to say this, but I, I don't like when people say, "Oh, I do it for for the art and for the craft." It's like, yeah, oh, for you know sure. But yeah. here's the thing: like, I'm not going to be <laughs> able to get the big role, okay, that someone you else would get unless I, I was famous. So, unfortunately, I like,
1: I completely agree. I mean, like. What I'm saying is it starts out, like you don't start out when we were four years old thinking I'm gonna do it for the money. Like you do it because you love it at first, but then, but then it right. leads to like, yes, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously we want Obviously I success. wanna
0: be famous. I wanna have my own television yeah. show, like no shit. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. okay. And I want to be on it, so thank you. It's okay? not like
0: Kardashian, <laughs> where it's like I want to be like the reality star and be famous like that. No, I want to be a comedian. I want to be an right actor.
1: because of, well, like a result of getting to where I want to get in life and working with the people that I've dreamt of working with is you know fame. Yeah, it's just how it works. So,
0: so I have no no problem of of that ego boost of <sighs> Matt Friend and I want to be very famous, um, and then <laughs> we will have the opportunity. Put it on into the universe,
1: Al. Put it out into the universe. I'm putting
0: it out there. Okay, so what's a party? What's a party trick that you do for people?
1: Besides taking my shirt off, um, I would say and barking like a seal. uh, I I would say. I don't know
0: why I just. (laughs) I don't know why I just purred like a cat.
1: (laughs) Jeff Goldblum, like you purr like a daddy Goldblum. Oh my (gasps) my god! Yes, 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 yes. I like your blonde hair. It's very luscious. You look like Rapunzel. I your hair. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my golly. Fly me to the moon. Uh, there's an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Way down on my Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. AirPods, they're manufactured in Cupertino, China. Cupertino! The... Okay, anyway, the tangent of Jeff Gilman. Whenever I do him, it overtakes my body and I have an orgasm. But um a very weird chemical reaction happens al when i become Jeff become i don't know what it is okay so i have i have three i have a few different party trick impressions the first one is roger the alien from american dad okay seth MacFarlane's character yes so just like pretending pretend al you're, you're drinking your tequila soda or whatever okay. it
0: is you i mean, have drink? my iced tea imagine it's tequila you have your,
1: you have your iced tea with and a i'm really drunk yeah yeah and i just go go eat all the pecans sandy I want my chocodiles and I want them now. Yeah. Okay, bitch. Hey, hey, Stanny, shut your mouth. I want my chocodiles. Yeah. Okay, next. Next I go Donald Trump. Oh, my God. There's a lot of people, and they fail like miserable dogs, and they just can't do it, I'll tell you what. I've done a lot of shows. I've done a lot of shows. I've done a lot of interviews. A lot of performing, and you are a beautiful blonde girl. You look like Ivanka, that's all I'm going to tell you. You're a piece of ass.
2: A lot of people love it.
1: And what I can tell you is that this is the only impression you can get away with saying something like that, because he's such a dog. He's such such dog. a dog. He's so, he's so disgusting. <laughs> then you bring it over here, you get Barack Obama. Hello, everybody. It is good to be at this party, uh, because Sasha and Malia are here right now. Woo-hoo! But I have to say... Come on now, that you are that laugh is too cute. Come on, <laughs> but if Michelle were here, she would want you to know that it is time to take a shot, everybody. So let's get let's get everybody. Come on now. Oh, and those are some.
0: So people must lose their minds when you do that.
1: Especially when they're drunk, yeah, yeah, it's pretty mind blowing.
0: Because especially if you do it all in a row, I think that that's what's so unique about about you with your impersonations. Is a lot of people can do a, a a handful of impersonations, a handful of them, but a lot of them cannot do them one after the next. They have to kind Let's
2: of do take a little a bit. Of Will Arnett, Will Arnett, welcome <gasps> to Smartless. You know
1: I love uh- Will. Sean and Jason, we have a very special guest today. You don't know who it is, but let's just say her name is Alessandra (laughs) Torresani. Alessandra, come on out. It's amazing. I love this. I love you, you, Batman.
0: Now, here's my question for you. My favorite celebrity that you are friends with um, is... My well, uh, let me preface this. One of my favorite movies of all time is The Birdcage, and I think that one of the best (laughs) actors of all time is Hank Azaria. And Hank Azaria, specifically in The Birdcage, is unbelievable. You have a close relationship with Hank. How, why, what is something that you can tell me about Hank, and how do I become his best friend?
1: (laughs) He, well, it's funny because we were talking about like the start and how I got into comedy. He is like a, you know. One of the biggest reasons I got into it in the first place, so especially as a voice actor, yeah. I mean, impressions, acting, comedy. Uh, it was actually my dad's roommate in college, wow, uh, which is which is crazy. Uh, and uh, it's just wild. I mean, I, I remember I was mesmerized by him too. I went to see Spam a lot when I was like six. I have <gasps> some pictures I can show you of, uh, oh my me with him on the stage and and I was just freaking out. I was just like losing. It was it. a Mike Nichols show. And I, I was just like freaking out and I would just I am not dead yet. And I was just singing. And I remember I, I literally was freaking out about that show. Wow. That was another big one for me. That show was just mind blowing. Like I fought in your general direction. <laughs> and I would just quote him, uh, so no, Hank. Yeah, he's he's the best. Uh, he's he's one of my one of my idols. Wow!
0: And have but, you yeah. do you run things by him? I mean, his interviews on Howard Stern are my favorite because it's the just ben so fast. It's so fascinating, like ha- hearing yeah. his. Process. I did a parody
1: interview with him. I did, I interviewed him a little bit as Howard.
0: I saw that, and it was amazing. Yeah. And do <laughs> you, do you go to him and bounce ideas off? And and is he kind of like a mentor to you at this point?
1: yeah yeah uh for sure uh definitely is the like the men- uh, mentor he just he ha- yeah he has been, i mean because uh, like- the
0: career that he has with voice voiceover work I mean, is it's, unbelievable like,
1: his career is like everything i could hope for honestly right. it's it's um, it's an unbelievable career like he's he's done from voice acting to you know like on camera comedic and dramatic uh and I mean it's just it's remarkable. I mean, and also just like we have such a similar skill set. Right. And uh and it's crazy cuz he's watched that evolve, I think. Uh like I'm sure it's a trip for him life. yeah. Yeah. Um I I will got I got to tell you this video of me with him when I was like 5 years old at spam a lot. It was crazy. Uh oh but uh no, he he's is I mean he's just like the best. Is there any advice so. he ever
0: gave you like in regards to being a comedian or being a voice actor?
1: I think it's like just stuff he says. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's like just persistence. It's just, it's really just like sticking with it. Like so many people try mm-hmm. to do this. You just have to keep, keep going. Keep on you know? keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. That That's really, that's the primary thing. And just like try to outwork everyone. So,
0: <laughs> but it's true. And I yeah. think that that's why, you know, I, 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 I love actors who can commit to, you know, one thing. And like, that's what they're good at. They're like, I'm the dramatic theater actor and I will only do the dramatic roles. Like for me, I want to do everything. Like, I, yes. you know, and I, exactly, that's what, that's what he's done. Like, you think about even him on Friends, like, he was brilliant on Friends, like, brilliant on Friends. And I think that that's something that you are, are so great at too, because you can do everything. And that's what you're, you're going outside of the box by creating, like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? I, I know I'm going to do a, a sizzle reel of a show, right? We were talking about earlier that you have your own show that you wanted to, try to pitch and do impressions and do these things it's about doing different types of art if you will and trying to see like what hits what works maybe they all were
1: yeah yeah no I mean like because no that's true I mean like dramatic acting is something I I definitely want to do like ultimately um more is that
0: always been your like Like, that's been a passion
1: what is dramatic yeah I mean at some point yeah I I, I really want to get into it more um, but, I mean, like, I agree, like, it, you don't want to be pigeonholed into doing one thing. Like, yeah. Like, look, I mean, like, I do want to be known as, like, one of the great impressionists. Sure. For sure. Like, I look at, like, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman as oh. like, huge idols yeah. of mine. But, um, uh, but, like, I'm doing this show in Caroline's, I'm headlining there in New York. Uh, and it's not just going to be impressions. Like, I'm going to do original characters and some stand-up and crowd work. So it's going to be a, multiple different things. Um, but I agree, like, trying to do as much as as much as much you can, for sure, is, is really important.
0: Well, and I think it's just exercising different parts of you, right? Different parts yeah. of your comedy, different parts of your drama, different parts of your just, like, emotions in general. Like, it's a really tough world being a comedian. And I'm sure that you've done stand-up, and there have been times where, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but, like, that you've bombed just because, like, the joke Never. just, like never never oh my kidding. god well way to ruin this segment my god I'm kidding. all right I'm
2: kidding. has there no, been it, that
0: moment where you're just like oh fuck"?
1: well you know what if i was like i am really good looking and young and no uh no i'm kidding getting- <laughs> <laughs> no it, it yeah i mean like look i'm constantly trying new bits like I, i'm Every time I go on stage, I try to make a point of doing at least one new thing. Right. So yes, not everything is gonna be guaranteed to get a laugh, but at the same time, I have to make sure that they're paying audiences to see me, so I can't be totally bad. So I have to have material that I know is gonna be great and That's strong. That's gonna land, right. So if I do a new joke, I'll save it. If it doesn't work, I'll save it with some impression or some other thing that I... I'll do a little Stewie Griffin and cheer everybody up. Thank you very much, you delectable crowd. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So. Is it
0: true being a stand-up is kind of a lonely life?
1: I mean, I'm not just a stand-up, so... When you do stand-up, so you
0: haven't... I do, I, right. I don't think it's not so. it's like you're I think traveling a, I, around America by yourself, like, going no, I, around I, doing
1: I mean, shows. I think that's, that, that's also kind of a thing of the past. Huh. Like, there's social media now. There's new ways to get exposure, and you can do things with people and collaborate on things. So, I mean, all these uh, you know, the way we receive comedy is changing too. So no, I, I don't think it is it doesn't have. I'm sure it can be anything but it can doesn't be have to
0: right right, right. It but it have doesn't have to be, have to be. Yeah. ok. So yeah, now you have, have to tell be. everyone you do amazing impersonations of Andy Cohen. You do, yes. my favorite of Romney Malik, which is music Sturgis's favorite. You have met these people in real life on the street. Right. How does this this happen to you? Because you literally (laughs) have this collection of humans that you impersonate and you're just on the street walking and like suddenly Andy Cohen's behind you and you're like, let's do plead the fifth. And I'm like, what the It
1: is it is crazy. And I guess it speaks to New York, New York City and how unbelievable this place is. Like it's the place to live. I don't think that. I don't think this would happen in LA because everybody's driving and it was, you know, scary and there are people's houses and you don't know where to go uh but, no, no, but <laughs>
0: la is also very big and in new york like there is a sense of community of like walking in new around york. and just being like real and true where when you're in la if you're gonna see someone famous it's gonna most likely not be at some random place that tmz tells you it is it's gonna you be you do like, al's
1: podcast you do yeah. al's
0: podcast uh, or you do like a weird grocery store run and you'll see them like it, running it
1: <laughs> no it's true it, it um uh yeah, it's it's weird. Like people are like, "How are you finding these people? Are you stalking them?" I'm like, "Yeah, just use the app iCelebFinder Finder with no <laughs> e. It's great. Uh, Finder F I N D R. It like gives you access to all their find my iPhones. No, I, it's just weird. It's like so random. Like I saw Andy Cohen on the street. Uh, what was that? Were you nervous to
0: go up to him?
1: No. So, so what happened was I actually saw someone taking a selfie, and then I kind of walked by him. He looks at so Andy looks at me. Oh my God. I look at him. And he gets he's like this. He's like mind this.
0: you, how tall are you, Matt? Tell everyone how about
1: six four. About six. You're six, six four, four and yeah. like
0: beautiful and young and fresh. And yes. So everyone's looking at Matt friend.
1: <laughs> so Andy, Andy looks at me, he's like this. And I'm like, and I like kind of You're move like, my arms oh my out god. too. And he's like, Oh my god. He's like, Wait, you you do me, you do an amazing Howard and me, right? <gasps> Stop it. So he actually said he knew me first. And then and then I was like, oh my God. And we were talking for a minute and I was like, I've been trying to meet you. And, <gasps> and he's the one who actually suggested, he goes uh, like, let's fire off a video. Let's shoot something I'm like You're right him. now. And he goes, yeah, right now. I was just going to get like a picture, but thank God he said to do that. So then I, I got the video and I was like, hey everyone, it's Andy Cohen. Guess who I'm with? And then Andy Cohen pops up and he goes, I'm with Andy Cohen. And then I was like, Andy Cohen, do you want to play Plead the fifth? And Andy was like, "Yes." And then I was like, "Okay, here we go." Andy Cohen, what do you think of this impression of you? And then Andy was like, "Um, uh, I don't have a problem with it. Like, you're young, you're cute, you're..." And I was like, "And I'm Jewish." And he goes, "And you're Jewish?
2: Jewish. It
1: was nuts. So you know, it was a crazy encounter." Uh, How do we get you as nicer. a
0: bartender on Watch What Happens he was Live?
1: The, he was the best. Well, actually, fun fact, my dad, look, he's not an entertainment at all. It's crazy. My dad actually went to overnight camp, the same camp that Andy Cohen went to. They didn't know each what? other. My dad's a little older than Andy. They didn't know each other, and I forgot to mention it to him. But I really want to get on an Andy's show. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. We'll see. I, I feel like, like you
0: would on. be the most perfect bartender. It would be hilarious. I want to
1: bartend and just and and have look exactly like him during the whole show and just sound like oh,
0: him too. Oh, 100%. You have to do the gray hair, yeah. bit, everything.
1: Yes. I'd give him a shot ski. It'd be amazing. Oh my but, God, uh... the two of you. And but, you know, uh,
0: wasn't John Mayer, speaking of John, uh, Andy Cohen, wasn't John Mayer listening to us a couple times times um, on the app when we were doing Howard and then you did Andy? You know, I,
1: th- I think he might've. I yeah, think he might've. Yeah, I think that that uh, was, and
0: that's how, that, and that's so wild though, that Andy Cohen knew who you were. That must've been so cool for you to be like, oh my God, people know my impersonations.
1: It was wild, yeah. And then I saw, and then a couple, and what was weirder was like, I think it was like within the span of a week. I could be wrong, but I'm walking down the street. I'm actually no, no I'm getting a coffee. I'm in a coffee shop. I look I'm I'm I get my iced latte. Okay. Ooh, basic bitch. I swear, basic bitch. I turn around, no joke. I i I swear, Robbie Malik is walking <gasps> right outside of the coffee shop. I go up to him. I think he had like he kinda knew who I was too. He was yeah. just like, yeah, it's funny. It's funny, uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. Did
0: you do? Did you do your impersonation for him?
1: Well, I wanted to get a video, but instead I got a picture. Thank God it was a live photo. The live photo captured me doing the face in front of him like this, oh, kind of pulling in my lip. And people, oh my God, it, all the comments are like, I can't believe you actually did the face in front of him. Was I wish you nice? got some funny video. Yeah, he was nice. He was really nice. Uh, he's a sweet guy. Uh, I mean, he wasn't like as like uh, excited as Andy because Andy's more of that personality. Andy's
0: totally that like personality engaged. in general, yeah, yeah. right? We're right. right. But, Will you uh, please do a little um, of 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 uh, Rami Malik at the hotel lobby waiting for someone?
2: Yeah. Okay. So this is my
1: bit. I guess this is. This is, I, I have a thing which is like, I feel like Rami Malek would pronounce weirds weirdly for no reason, words, <laughs> words strangely weirdly. for no reason. Like, I'm like, how would Rami Malek say the word happiness? He would just go,
2: happiness. <laughs> happiness is a great word. I love happiness. penis. But uh, this is Rami Malek. He's like, so, describing his experience at a hotel and he was like, you know, I, I was in my room and I was a bit dissatisfied with The way that the little chocolate mint was set on my pillow and i said it's crooked it should be flat on the surface of the pillow so i went downstairs i went to the desk near the front desk and i read the little placard and it said we're the we're the concierge (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that word when rami Malik when you do concierge I don't think that there is anything better love, in the I entire the, world
2: I love the concierge man the con- oh, concierge incredible. Oh incredible
0: Can I tell you it's that delicious. the funniest moment for me is that I tested for for Mr. Robot for the sister <laughs>
1: And oh my God. he
0: was in the waiting room, and the guy who was up against him was Josh Peck. Remember Josh Peck of Drake and oh, Josh? Like, oh, go oh, figure. Oh,
1: my God. Um, for Mr. Robot.
0: For Mr. Robot. What a different uh, show, so you're right? You're saying
1: Josh Peck could have been Freddie Mercury, but he, go ahead.
0: Full circle moment, right? Could have happened. Could have, would have, should have. Um, but it was... The coolest moment because I didn't really, I had, I was aware of Rami Malik and I had seen him in things and I thought he was a great actor. Um, and I was like, oh my God, it's for sure Josh is like, Josh is going to be perfect in this. Like, go figure. Right. Then I watched the show later and I'm like, it couldn't have been anyone but Rami Malik. But yeah, I have never yeah. thought that Looks someone so should do an- it. <laughs> I never thought anyone should do an impression of him. Like, I've never thought, you know, there's certain people where you're like, oh my God, I wonder if people could do that. Well, that would be funny. Like, you don't well, think like Rami Malik it's such a specific person. That's
1: that's my favorite thing to do, which is like, I try to pay people that no one's doing. Timothy Chalamet, Ugh. Rami Armie Hammer, pre-scandal. pre-scandal. Hey, what's up guys? How are you? This is Army Hammer. Like, dude, literally, like, literally, like, it's so crazy to be here right now on Al's podcast. It's totally insane. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti.
0: Thank <laughs> the you. fava
1: beans. Um, uh, thank you. Like, dude, like, literally, it's insane. Like, great, like, for sure. Um, but, uh... What's
0: the <laughs> best impression that people have said, like, oh, my God, that is the go-to, like, we love this. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And you weren't expecting it. For me? Yeah, like, what are people's big... But what are they the biggest fan of?
1: I think the Howard... The, the Howard, a lot of people do love the, the Howard Stern. And what's funny about the Howard Stern is this... It's one beat away from Alan Alder. and I talk about this a lot. where oh, If wow. you bring it up, if you bring it up just slightly in the nasal, then you get Alan Alder, He's just right up here in this part of the throat. You bring it up just slightly, just just a little, just a tinge, you get wow. Alan Alder. His voice kind of sounds like a square. I don't know if you're hearing this. You bring square. it down just a little bit in the base. That's where you get Howard Stern. It's nuts. Wow. But uh.
0: <laughs> wow, and it's it's Howard, isn't that Wild, just a little
1: difference. Rami, Timothy Chalamet. John Oliver, good evening, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Alessandra's podcast. I mean, what the fuck are we doing here right now?
0: What about uh, my favorite Michael Bublé? Actually,
1: Michael Bublé, Mitch McConnell, yes. Oh, people this love a Mitch. a very fun one. I always do the Mitch McConnell. I make it look like, like I have ten chins and I'm shitting my <laughs> pants. Scooby-Doo!
0: Scooby-Doo! Uh,
1: Scooby-Doo! I have a bet which is... McConnell says, every time he says a word that starts with an S or a C, he adds like eight H's to oh. that sound. Like McConnell saying the words New York City, he would go, New York shitty, Shitty. Shitty. It's great to be in New York Shitty. Yeah. Oh. Um, now, <laughs> I, I like to do Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé is oh. a lot of fun.
0: Well, and I well, think it's... what's so special is you sing as well. People don't know that.
1: Oh, uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. But the prettiest sight to see is Alessandra Torosani and her podcast now. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I feel like that needs to be like the 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 the, the new jingle. The show. Like,
1: yeah. Oh my golly! Yes, it does. Yes, it oh.
0: does. Oh, oh my god! No, I just I love every single bit of this. So, what is next, Matt?
1: You know, a lot of different projects are in development. You have uh, a
0: podcast I- coming out very soon.
1: Yeah, there's a podcast I'm working on, which I'll tell you about offline, and mm. I'll, uh, maybe I'll come back on the show and promote my podcast and your <laughs> podcast uh, podcast. Uh, I am I'm producing my own comedy show in New York. I just, you know, making content, writing, uh, you know, auditioning constantly for voiceover stuff and uh, just a lot of stuff, just so much stuff in the pipeline. It's going to be really exciting.
0: There's a there's baby versions of us that are out there, right? There's baby versions. What do you tell them? So they, they look up to you. What do you tell them that they should be doing at this young age? You know, or fuck age, regardless of age. Someone that could be fifty years old and is like, I've always wanted to pursue this dream of impressions and doing this. What is something that you would tell someone else out there in the universe to yeah. do to be working on that dream?
1: You know, that's a great. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I think it just. I, I know it's such annoying advice because I I watch so many like self help videos and all these. People, that they kind of say the same thing, but it really is about you You're just starting to do it. It's like, yeah. it's as simple as that. Like you have to get off your ass yeah. and do it. Like I have to go to the comedy club. I have to meet people, hang out with those people. Uh, I have to be writing my jokes. I have to be going out night after night and performing. The world now is so different. Gatekeepers are largely diminishing, you don't have to be discovered at some club to get on television, you don't have to uh, live in X city to get an agent, Mm -hmm. you can post a video from your kitchen, and get a million views, get an agent and be on TV, right? Like, it's pretty crazy. That's entertainment. It's just about starting and consistency. You can't just start do it once and then expect it to just happen. No. Like... It takes action. Yeah, I get frustrated by it too. It's like, if videos aren't getting views or whatever, like, we live in such a a society now and I grew up with it. I'm 23, Gen Z, where we, like, want everything to happen quickly. Right. But I'm in it for the long haul. It's like, you know, it's just... You you have to be every day, like, consistently working toward it. Um, I'm happy... I don't know what that is By the
0: way that you say that because... It, it, you know, I, I have been doing acting since I was, you know, on and off since I was nine years old and I'm 34, you know, I mean, that's a long time, you know, um, that's a long time. And you're looking
1: 20, you're looking like you're 24. Thank
0: you. I sold my soul to the devil. Thank you. Um, but the thing is, is it's (laughs) so important for people to realize you constantly have to work every single day. And I'm not talking about. You know, maybe you don't make content every single day, but you best believe you better be writing stuff down every single day. You better be doing some sort of action, some sort of projecting to the universe, putting it out there because that's what happens.
1: I mean, a lot of this in my area is very obsessive. And it's like, we were talking about like, not to sound arrogant, but it's like, it's the quality you're born with. You're the same way. It's like, I believe in like manifesting things. You got to say, you got to put it out in the universe. You have... You don't put it out in the universe. I don't see how it's possible it's gonna happen. Yep. Like you have to say you want this to happen. Like Jimmy My Fallon. Instagram you know how Jimmy Fallon Matter-
0: put his the license plate cover and it was like talk late night, like late night host. Yeah. Or that, that was
1: Kimmel, yeah. Was Kimmel. that Kimmel? Yeah. Was was and, his license then, plate? It's yeah.
0: putting it out there at a young age. Yeah. It's
1: it's and, the- and, and Yeah, I mean Jim Carrey wrote himself that ten million dollar check Yep. and kept it in his wallet. Like, um, I mean, you don't want to be arrogant, but I think it's okay to like, you know, say what your dreams are and your goals yeah. are. Um, and to not be shy about that because I think it can give you incentive to work harder toward it. Like you're held accountable by, if yeah. you're going to talk a big game or if you're going to talk any game, you got to be working toward it. Show um up. And again, I'm, it's not like I have, it's not like I'm in such a position that like, I, I'm not like a Tony Robbins guru or like, I'm just figuring this out on my own journey and figuring it out. And I'm still early on in it, but, uh, I'm working toward it every day. Um, but I, think but, I mean, people yeah, I mean, it's need like- to
0: hear what your story is. And that's why I do this podcast in particular. It's, it's, you know, at first it was about mental health and what people's problems were, but then it was more about like, Oh wait, you know what? I want season three to be about people sharing their own story because it's, someone might be yeah. inspired by something that you do that that the biggest person in the world may not inspire them to do.
1: It's you know like for me like the impressions and like the making original characters is like seeped into my daily life. Like I'll walk down the street as doing a Prince Philip from The Crown walk. Right. I will be like, yes, this is great. It's sunny outside. It's my arms are behind my back. I'm walking like this and arching my shoulders. I walk in the street like. Moving my eyebrow
2: as Liev Schreiber, and I'm just starting to talk like him, and it's crazy.
1: I actually have a bit. It's like sometimes I know this sounds kind of crazy. I've actually done this before, where if I want to practice an impression, I can fake a phone call, and I'll just be I'll be I'll be Howard Stern. I'm like, i got to tell you. I mean, this is just nuts to me. I mean, the weather is just gorgeous, and there's this guy. He's taking a piss on the side. That is disgusting, Robin. Are you seeing how nasty this is? How is this happening? Is there not a police officer? This is disgusting. Have a lunch reservation at two o'clock. And I'm not talking to anyone. <laughs> now that sounds like a crazy person. I it like it's truly someone with a second. But I, I I'd say it's really good to be obsessed.
0: Yeah. So, oh, I yeah. love not that. not unhealthy,
1: but but yeah.
0: I love that. It's really good to be obsessed. That's great. Yeah,
1: not unhealthy, but yeah.
0: So yeah. Matt, I'm gonna ask you the question that I ask everyone. What is sure. your emotional support?
1: Um, ooh, that's a great question. Uh, probably my Puffles on Club Penguin, no. What um, is Club Penguin? True. Oh God, now I know you're 34. Oh, okay, no. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, viewers can Google it. But um, <laughs> I my family, I mean, I'm really lucky and grateful and fortunate to have such a, an amazing support system, like two amazing siblings, um, two amazing parents grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins and then i have just some best friends that i've had since i was like born basically 3 years old uh now friends from college and so but family i would say is the most important uh thing uh that that is definitely the emotional support i can't think of anything else
0: which is so lovely and- i i think that's so great that you're so close with your family it's it's rare i think a lot of people aren't as close especially then with their mothers and entertainment, oh, sure. yeah. you know. And I think that it's, you know, All right. One second, one second, one yeah. second.
1: Hey, mommy. Yeah, I'll call you back in a minute. Love you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> but the cutest <laughs> is your mom. You know, she she would always support you, and she would come into every single She's room and goes to your shows. And I think that it is. She that makes the best business.
1: cookies, by the way. I was about Big to say,
0: can we talk cookie. about Big Fat we, Cookie?
2: We got you
1: cookies, right? Of you course, have a-
0: we did. Big Fat okay, Cookie. BTW, on a side note, I still have the Lucky Charm one in the freezer that we save and we take it out and we nibble like a little bit. No, it's okay. Okay,
1: We should just give you more. No, it's
0: it's okay. And I send them to all of my like family. Like they are the best cookies, big fat cookie in Chicago. Like everyone has to check it out. But I think that it is really important. Um, for you to have a support system, especially in this type of industry, especially living in New York city. Like we said, any career could be lonely. Any job can be lonely. Anywhere you live can be lonely. Um, and if you can find one person that supports your dream, um, and supports you for who you are, I think that's just, it's It's, fucking beautiful.
1: Yeah. I mean, and again, I realize not everybody's that lucky. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really, it's amazing. I mean, uh, just, just uh, like going for the dream and having that, and at that such a young sport, age,
0: seeing brutal. it, identifying, and and being able to be like, okay, you know what, this is something that we need to like basically put in an incubator and make sure that like Matt is taken care of because you know yeah. this is this is this is something special. It's a talent that you were born with that is right. very rare. Um, and it's and a lot of people kind of would just be like, oh, whatever, like he's just like the funny kid, like, uh, uh, but you can tell that your family really just like handcrafted and was like okay you know what we are going to support you you follow your dream um and I think that's so beautiful
1: well well thank you no I, Al that, that is very very kind of you to say it, I, it means a lot it really does um and uh no I mean it, it, it's it's crazy it really is it, it's just crazy uh how lucky I am and and I feel like you're you're the same way too it, yeah. it, that's why I love talking
0: yeah, and I have that relationship with, with my mom where it was, you know, I I was supposed to be, you know, a you know tech, in technology and an engineer, and I came out singing and dancing, and she was like, "What is I, this?"
1: Like, well, you were almost a Mr. Robot; you were close enough. I
0: was so, always, always that one step away. Always that one step I, away. I can
1: imagine you as like a hacker character,
0: totally. Are you kidding me? I've, yeah. I've played many a hacker in my day.
1: <laughs> I, I know, I know, but like, I mean, like in like a, in like a, in like a an Academy Award winning film.
0: Oh, oh, see, this is what it's about. It's about projecting and putting out the universe. That is what's going to win. And I'm hosting the that Award.
1: Oscars. It'll be in ten years, and the Oscars will have a host for the first time in over a decade. And I get to present it uh, as the host to you. You know what's funny? It's like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. That's the goal. I don't want to win an Oscar. I want to host it. That's the dream. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> No, but you are you really are the best. I, I do want to just say, it, like, you know, when we were doing that Howard show, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it without you. I mean, you really struck oh. it all together and you are you are an unbelievable conversationalist, truly one of a kind, honest mm. to God. Well, except for like like thousands of other people I know. But um, thousands anyways, of other um blue I'm edwards. kidding. <laughs> no, you're unbelievable. I love you. And and oh, uh I really do think you're fantastic. And I'm just excited to see you've already achieved so many great things in your career, but you're so young too, and it's going to be crazy to see where you're at in like ten years. I just can't wait for us to,
0: to be doing the SNL together, and I can't wait for the the Oscars and and the talk show. I just, it's just going to be great.
1: I mean, odds are you'd probably be hosting, you know, the SNL thing. But
0: you could be the star.
2: I I would be the dream.